0: Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast. We are your hosts, Brooke and Farron, and we are in our author mini-series where we bring on some girls who have done all the book things, and they're either writing a Bible study or they have a resource, and we're bringing them on in this mini-series to talk about what they have that can help you. So today we have Anastasia Corbin, who is near and dear to my heart. She's a fellow intern with me with Melissa Spolstra. Anastasia, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. So to help our listeners get to know you a little better, who's Anastasia Corbin? Who are you? Where do you, where do you go? Because we're a Texas podcast. A lot of people are like, they pick up on that twang pretty fast or we'll say some regional words and we have to explain. So where are you from? Because it's not Texas. No, it's not. I wish it was, but no.
1: Um I am from northern Indiana. My husband and I have lived here 23 years. We've been married about that long because we moved to Indiana soon after we got married, which is I don't recommend doing like that many life changes at once, but it was all good. Um we have four children and we actually have a senior this year which I'm still like in denial about but excited about and then yeah. So four kids, 17, 15,
0: almost 13, and just turned 11. So you have experience in the parenting realm. Just a little. (laughs) Which is why, exactly why we love to bring you on, because we have a lot of mom listeners, and they are of all ranges. So I love that you are way into the teens, and you have some experience there too, because my parents' kids are tweens and below currently. So it's nice to have someone who's got some seasoned experience. So your book title is called Becoming an Intentional Family, which is great. And then the tagline, I love how it just drives it further home, creating meaningful memories and building confidence in your kids, which I think every parent wants to do. Yes, for sure. So in a nutshell, based off of the title and the tagline, what what can readers expect this book to be about? So it, it is about creating that place for your kids to
1: fe- feel like they belong. And that's like being an intentional family. And so, so many kids, they are part of a family, but they, they don't feel like they belong. And so as parents, it's our privilege to create this place for them. And the way we do that is not just through our parenting, but it's through our marriage, through making that a priority. It's also through the time we spend together as a family, the environment of our home. And then all of that is so that we can be doing outreach together as a family and our, so our kids can be world changers for Jesus. So,
0: okay. So, I yeah, <laughs> it's, it's twofold, which is great. So whenever you said all the different levels that we could actually become an intentional family, it's not just, hey, kid, I love you. Let's hang out. But it shows through your marriage or through all the things you're doing, even down to what your house is like, your environment, not necessarily what it looks like, but what's going on. How do they feel when they're coming into the house, too? And then... Uh, what was the last part you said? Oh, getting them to go out into the world. Because I know as good parents, you want to give your kids roots to come home and then wings to go out into the world. And I love how your book kind of captures all of that. What inspired you to write on this
1: particular topic? So one little fact about me, I'm one of eight children, I'm third in line. And so growing up, I got lost in the shuffle quite often and I never really felt like I belonged as a kid. And so that really affected me. And then I went into teaching after college and I had, I taught sixth grade for several years. And so many of those kids, again, were part of a family, but they didn't feel like they belonged. And so through my own experiences, through my, you know, teaching several years um, I just learned that kids, they need to have that place to belong. And I wanted parents to know like, from a kid's perspective, what you can do to help a kid feel like they belong. And as a parent, I'm like, I need a lot of help with this myself. So that's what inspired me to write it. Just a a practical tool for parents and encouragement for parents that it is possible for their kids to feel like they belong.
0: I like how you're taking your personal experience and you saw how it's not just me. It's these other kids that I'm helping kind of raise in this classroom. It's not, I know it's just not a me thing. There's more than one. I'm not the only here. If you... If you met someone who is maybe struggling with this of being the feeling left out or not belonging, really, whether it's the parent trying to read the kid or the kids feeling this, what are some signals maybe that could alert a parent or even a kid to maybe say, hey, I don't I don't really feel like I belong because I know younger kids might not be able to articulate. I feel like I don't belong. So what what do you kind of see? What are some symptoms is a weird word, but what kind of.
1: I think it's like a little bit of a, they're more withdrawn. Maybe they're a little sad and like you ask them what's wrong and they say nothing. But sometimes, like you said, kids can't always articulate it. And I think even as a kid, I, well, I guess I kind of did articulate it some, but um, yeah, it's just knowing them when you know whether they're feeling down or discouraged and you know them personally, you're going to be alerted to what's like, what's going on. Like, wait a minute, things don't seem right. She seems more sad than normal. He, another thing would be like anger. A lot of kids are cover up they're angry and they act out in anger, but it's really covering up something underneath like a sadness and they don't, that's where that feeling of not belonging, but that's their way
0: of dealing with it because they don't know how to deal with it. So what would you say to a parent or An adult figure that sees the kid and they're just off, whether they're just rage exploding in the middle of athletics, like what in the world? Or if they're just sad and mopey, we know that they're sad. We know that they're angry. But how do you help the parent or what advice do you have to get to the root of it since those are secondary feelings?
1: Yeah, my first thing is pray. Pray, 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 and ask God for wisdom, ask him for guidance on it, and then have a talk with them. And if they're still not giving you answers, it's okay to get a counselor involved, whether it be the school counselor or a counselor, a pastor, you know, from your church as a counselor. Um, But start there and don't let it go, because if you let it go, you're going to have more and more issues as you go
0: on. I like that. I like the addressing it. And you don't have to be all in their face, like you tell me what's wrong, but you can also the coach or the counselor or the teacher they trust to just kind of keep an extra eye out. I know that Mm -hmm. is helpful. would you find other mom friends or other, Oh, I I know I like this teacher and I know they'll check in on them. It's nice to kind of have that built in support. I like those.
1: Yeah.
0: What, What type of person would benefit from reading your book? Well, I, I wrote it for
1: parents mainly, but I've had so many grandparents buy my book because they're with their grandkids a lot. Some of them are with their grandkids full time, depending on the situation. And so any parent could benefit from it. Honestly, if I would have had this book as a teacher, I think it would have been helpful back in my teaching years because some of those kids, like knowing how to love on them, and it's different in the teaching setting, obviously, than the home.
0: But yeah, parents is the main one. I like that I know it also reaches out to other people too, because some people they're not parents, but they are the coach or they are the teacher and they might not have kids of their own, or if they're single and their aunt, they are still able to pick up this resource and look through it and find ways that they can kind of reach out. Cause I know there's times where I call my sister-in-law and like, Stephanie, if Sloan tells you anything about blah, 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 please just let me know. And she's like, okay, I'll let you know. Like, yes. So, I like how, yes, it's geared towards parents, but it could also be to anyone who is kind of keeping an eye out for kids and making sure that they feel like they belong. Everyone wants to belong. It's like yeah. It's What, what are readers going to get from, you've already given us so much advice already about like praying and don't let it go and talk to them. And here, here's how you can talk or reach out. What are yeah. some, what, what else are readers going to get while they read becoming an intentional family?
1: Well, when I wrote the book, I really wanted it to be a practical resource. I wanted to give lots of ideas and things for parents to try. And I say this a lot in the book. Don't try it all at once. Just do one thing at a time and then move on to the next thing. But, like, for example, one of the chapters is about knowing your children, and it's about knowing their love language. And I talk through each of the love languages and talk about, like, how you can speak it. I give you specific ideas of how to speak to your kids in their love language And so you'll just have a lot of practical tools. You'll walk, like you'll be able to implement things right away. Again, only one thing at a time. Um, The other thing too that I love about it is I end each of the chapters with scripture and you go a little, you dig a little bit deeper with some of these scripture verses related to the topic of the chapter. And there's also like a journaling section. You can take notes. There's also a gentle challenge just to help keep it, you know, so often we read books and we don't apply. And so that was the point of my stuff at the end was just to help us
0: learn how to what we've learned, not just read it and forget about it, but actually apply it. I love it. There's so many times that I read a book and then I'm like, well, so now what do I do? <laughs> and a lot of readers feel that way sometimes. So I love how you're putting that practical application in it too. And you've built it in. I also were journaling fans. So I love that you have that journal space too, because it's really hard to reflect if you can't remember. So having that Having a way to kind of keep score is great. And then also, since you have scripture all involved in it, God is all involved in this book. It's a way to also, hey, God, thanks for letting us get a breakthrough finally to our kid, to our third out of eight children. (laughs) (laughs) Will, what are a couple of points from your book? Again, this book is amazing. What are a couple of points you really want to drive home to either the parents or whoever's reading this book? about what it's about, how you can apply it, whatever you're kind of feeling here. Yeah.
1: You know, if you, in this book, I I do want to say too, this book is for single moms and dads, and it's not just for, you know, the mom, the dad that are married or whatever. And so there's a lot of encouragement even throughout there for single moms. And that's an important part of the book because they're important people, you know? Um, So as far as um, just different things about it, if you are married, The marriage has got to be the priority under God, of course, your relationship with God is first, but then your marriage, because when you, when your marriage is a priority, your kids feel secure. They feel confident if they don't have that security, it's going to affect everything. And I know that because growing up, my parents, they struggled and I, I really struggled with it too. You know, granted, they didn't know God, like my husband and I know God, and that makes the big difference. And so it's keeping God as the center is going to affect your whole family. And so that would be a big key thing. And then the other thing too, like I mentioned earlier, the environment of your home. It's not just like, I'm not saying in the book, you got to have it clean, perfect. Well, no, no, that's not it at all. If you saw my house right now, you'd be like, oh yeah, she's, she's real. And so it's just like the clutter. Like we, I know I have issues with clutter, but when you have less clutter in your home, your kids are literally going to feel like more peace and they're going to feel calmer. And so I give practical ideas on how to do that. But not just the physical environment, but the emotional environment. It's like, how are our tones with our kids? How, how do we speak to them? Are we speaking in loving tones? Are we yelling? You know, this different stuff like that. And so those are like so key. Um, I mean, all the pieces I mentioned in the book are key, but those things really jump out to me. I love that you're
0: helping people understand we've got to start with God. Start with God, priority number one, and then your commitment to each other as a husband and wife, or if you're single mom, then that's not applicable right then. But then, then your kids. I like how you're tying yeah. the house, the environment. It's true. If it is more picked up, it will feel safer, more comfortable. If the way you talk to each other is more fruit of the spirit vibes as opposed to... Yeah the negative body language, negative tone, they're going to feel safer. Kids can pick up on things. If, it, if your dog can pick up on that you're angry, then your kid definitely can.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Yeah, I think that, you know, I also
1: mentioned time together as a family. And like this season right now, we are very, it's very hectic. We have four kids all in sports right now. But we still try to make Friday nights, if we can, if not, we pick another night just a family night and just spending time as family. You don't have to do anything extravagant. You can, if you want to, but even just a simple, let's watch a movie together and pop some popcorn, you know, stuff like that. And so it's really important to make sure you're spending time together as a family. And I give lots of ideas, even through holidays on how to do
0: that. So yeah, I love that. It's just, you, it's almost like a database when you buy this book you have a database of all the things you can try i love that you don't have to try it all at once but yeah give something a go if it fits your personality and your life phase it's not like you're being age inappropriate you're being appropriate with how what you're going to do with the age kids like a newborns probably not going to enjoy movie night and popcorn <laughs> so I'm, the, all the ideas that you have it's going to be great and just because something didn't work when they were 6 years old it might work when they're 12 so mm-hmm. the book has longevity too, which is nice. I really like that. So where can people get this book? How do they get their hands on an Anna yeah. Corbin book? Well, I always encourage people to check
1: your local bookstore first because I like to support them. Our t- one in town actually carries my book, which I love. Oh, yeah. But then Redemption Press, which is my publisher, it's on their website. It's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble's, Books A Million, like all the places, Walmart, Target, Um, The other place it is, it's on my website too, as an option to get it from there. So christianbook.com is the
0: other one I didn't mention. Love it. So basically people anywhere (laughs) will sell books as you can, you can get her book becoming an intentional family and we'll link it. So wherever you're listening to this on your phone, on your computer, you can just scroll down. We'll have all of the Anastasia Corbin links to her book, to her website, to her Instagram, all the things. So don't worry guys, we got your back. Do you have other products or resources that you have or you're working on? Do you have anything in the works?
1: Yes. Right now, actually, I am working on a Bible study about the miracles of Jesus. I'm very, very early stages of it. So I'm excited for that. Um, The other thing, a friend and I, we co-authored a devotional together. It's for moms specifically. um, And it's called When the Bases Are Loaded, Encouragement for Moms to Hit the Grand Slam in Life. And so, so, they're really short devotionals, and we also have journaling at the end of that, so I recommend checking that one out. And then the other thing I've been working on is a five-day mini-course about how to move from surviving to thriving. So be on the lookout for that because that yes. will be coming soon. How?
0: What's the best way for people to be on the lookout?
1: Well, well my website, which is AnastasiaCorba.com, You go there, and you can get a free gift and sign up, and then you'll get my weekly newsletter, and that will keep you up to date. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm on Facebook
0: and I'm on Pinterest too. Yes. Okay, people. So the best choice is obviously the email because then you get the free gift and then you are immediately in the loop. We always like to give our email subscribers a little something extra that the world doesn't know Whatever yes. are for, what, what we're working on. So again, email list people, that's where it's at. Is there anything that we have not set you up for that. You want to say, is there like a final point you want to say to our listeners, or is there something you want to reiterate? So your book has a ton of great stuff and we know how brains work. You got to hear it multiple times. So if you've already said it in the podcast episode, that's okay. We clearly need to hear it again. So what are you wanting to say? You know, I think just the thing that comes to mind is this is for
1: the moms out there. Like, God has specifically placed the kids in your family that you have. And some days it may not feel like it. Some days you might be like wanting to pull your hair out. I get it, but hang in there and just, you know, focus on God. Like the one verse that I absolutely love that I turn to a lot is, have I not commanded you? Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. You know, the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. And it's that verse is so powerful because when, you know, those moments where we're either in tears or we literally are trying to pull our hair out. It's like, God is like, I'm commanding you not to be discouraged. I'm commanding you not to fear. Turn to me because I've got all the help you need. Like I have the Holy, you know, we have the Holy Spirit in us as believers and we have to tap into it more. So in those moments, give yourself a timeout, get in the word, you know, ask him for help. He's going to give it to you.
0: It might not feel like it, but he will. (laughs) So that's my encouragement. Yes, that's so good because I know we can all relate to the rough days. Everyone has rough days, so it's nice to let's take a pause. Let me go sit down in, in my timeout corner or wherever yeah. that is for you. Mine's in the closet. I sit on my step stool and I just lean back. <laughs> so yeah. everyone has their place. If you don't have a place, maybe you need to get, put yourself in timeout more. I don't know so yeah <laughs> well go and- in the bathroom lock the door whatever it takes yeah, yeah I don't know I don't I guess uh, I gotta I live here now I live in this room now <laughs> well Anastasia thank you so much for coming on the show we look forward to seeing what's to come you gave us some really good things to look forward to and go find on the internet like the Grand Slam devotional. That sounds amazing because I'm sports-minded. So yay. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on the show and we look forward to having you on in the future. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to be here.